The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to who? The people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. After all the people had been baptized, and Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, Heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. On this feast of the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ, I offer you a simple reflection. Everything that you need to enter heaven, every grace, every virtue, every gift, the forgiveness of your sins, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the filling of your soul with the very life of God himself, everything necessary for happiness eternally, and even happiness here on earth, was given to you the moment that water washed your forehead And the minister invoked the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. At your baptism, you were adopted by God himself, recreated in the image of his Son, to be a beloved son or daughter of God. You were destined for eternal life with him, created for bliss with him in all eternity. Your loving Father looks upon you with such a look of unconditional love, That no matter what you do, no matter how you try to mar that image, you cannot. Because there's a permanent mark upon your soul from your baptism that places you in ultimate covenant with your loving Father in heaven. And he will never back out on that promise. Your baptism, my brothers and sisters, transformed you. Your loving Father has given you a supernatural present, a gift. Have you unwrapped it? And have you used it? When was the last time that you thought about your baptism? Most of us don't remember it. We were children. We still think about it. We know what gifts were given to us. We know what was offered us. When was the last time you considered the graces, the gifts, the relationship bestowed upon you on that day? When was the last time that you renewed your baptismal vows, rejecting Satan, Choosing to love God above all things. My brothers and sisters, I give you a moment now to do all these things. I'm going to give you three prompts in but a little bit. Each one followed by a time of silence. The last one followed by a prolonged moment of silence. To give you a chance to actually think about your baptism. My brothers and sisters, everything we need for glory, for grace, for joy, for every moment of our lives is given to us in the grace of baptism. We should remember it. And so, my brothers and sisters, first, I want you to thank God for the priest, the deacon, the bishop, or the person who baptized you. 
Even if you don't know their name, even if you don't know what they look like, it doesn't matter. God knows. Give thanks to God for that person who incorporated you into the body of Christ himself and say a prayer for them. Give thanks for the one who baptized you and say a prayer for them. Second, my brothers and sisters, I want you to renew your baptismal vows in a very particular way. Usually during the Easter season, we do it in general. We say the same general baptismal vows we said at our baptism or said on our behalf. But today I want you to do it in a specific way. I want you to think of a certain sin that you're struggling with, big or small. I want you to think of that sin as a particular way to reject Satan by the power of the graces of your baptism. It can go something as simple as this. By the grace of my baptism, I reject Satan and a particular sin in my life. I recognize that the Holy Spirit has been with me throughout the struggle, and I invite him to be with me more fully. So maybe you struggle with gossip. By the grace of my baptism, I reject Satan and the sin of gossip. I recognize the Holy Spirit has been with me throughout the struggle, and I invite him more deeply into the struggle with me today. My brothers and sisters, renew your baptismal promises in this particular way. By the grace of your baptism, reject Satan and a particular sin in your life. Recognize the Holy Spirit's presence and invite him in more fully. Finally, my brothers and sisters, the most insidious way in which Satan tries to attack the grace of our baptism is somehow he thinks he can convince us and somehow we allow him to convince us at times that we are unlovable. That somehow we're no longer the beloved sons and daughters of a father in heaven, but for whatever reason we've done something so wrong, we've done the impossible. We've actually convinced God he can't love us. Brothers and sisters, reject that lie for the lie that it is, and we must call it out for what it is. And a good way to fight against that specific lie is to think of at least one to three very particular and concrete things that you know show the love of God for you. One to three particular concrete ways in which the love of God has been made manifest to you proves He loves you and has never stopped, and will never stop. Now when I say particular and concrete, I do not mean things like, well, I'm thankful because God has shown me through my family. It's good, but not good enough. Is it the way that your spouse anticipates your needs? Maybe it's the way your children look up to you and they make you understand the gift that you are as a parent. Maybe it's some other aspect of family, but make it clear and particular and concrete. Sometimes we say, well, I know God loves me because he forgives my sins. True. Good. Not good enough. 
Think of a particular sin he has to continually forgive you for. And he never tires of forgiving you. He never says, oh, this time, sorry, I'm just tired of saying sorry. I'm tired of saying I forgive you. Every single time he says, I forgive you, I welcome you in and come back home. Think of particular ways in which our God, your God, your Father, has manifested his love in your life. And I offer you a further challenge with this one. Because often we can think of the good things God has done for us. That's the easy part. But do you see God's love manifest for you through trial and suffering? Do you understand that God, a loving Father, refuses to allow His children to sit in comfortableness and mediocrity and calls them through challenges to rise to the height He created them for? Can you see God's love present even through suffering and trials? Because if we can see Him there, then we are untouchable, my brothers and sisters. Satan will never convince us we are unlovable because we see God's love everywhere. By your baptism, my brothers and sisters, you are adopted sons and daughters of a loving Father. We'll now have a good moment of silence for you to consider those one to three or more concrete ways in which God's love has been made manifest for you. God, the loving Father, for you, His beloved Son or beloved daughter.